My name is Rob, and this is a songbirding bonus episode. This is another podcast sampler episode. Before I get to the promos, just a couple announcements. One is um, next week. Next week, there'll be five episodes released, the last five of the season in the Bruce Peninsula. And that's leading up to the 14th, which will be the start of the Great Backyard Bird Count. Um, You can uh, Google that term or uh, take a look at the show notes for a link to uh, more information about the Great Backyard Bird Count, which goes from the 14th through to the 17th, I believe. Also, another announcement that there will be more episodes after that. There will be a second season of recordings. Um, these are midsummer recordings uh, from southern Ontario, mix of areas between Hamilton and Waterloo, Ontario, later in the season. This will include more species found in the northern fringes of the Carolinian forest zone, which extends to southern Ontario as well. You'll notice a difference in the recordings because there will be uh, more urban background noise um, just by the nature of where these recordings were done. It'll show you the things you can find near urban areas though, which may surprise some people how much uh, birdsong you can find not too far away from urban areas. So that season I expect will have episodes leading into um, April slightly. I haven't finished uh, cutting all the episodes yet. If it ends up being um, more than a handful, then I may accelerate the release rate to two per week, just uh, so these are out before spring migration arrives for most people in North America. So what comes after the second season? Hopefully a third. I do have more recordings late into uh, autumn. Uh, I don't know what I'll do with those yet. I may hold those for a more timely release for uh, just before autumn hits in 2020, Uh, but I'm not sure yet. We'll see. It depends on the time I have to edit those into episodes properly. I also have, you may have noticed, uh, if you have keen ears that on some of the specials like this one that the recording seems a bit clearer and that's because I do have a new recording setup. That means anything new I do in 2020 will have an improved level of quality. So recordings should be a bit more clear, uh, a bit louder. Uh, I mean, there's only so far I can take it. Uh, Certainly higher quality, uh, more highly sensitive mics also means I get more noise when I record too. So it's not like um, I will uh, suddenly be able to get uh, an order of magnitude better quality, but it will be slightly better. Beyond that, my recording plans for 2020 tentatively is I'm going to see if I can do a series of recordings in the mornings in May and do double duty uh, in that I'm also going to use that recording time as part 
of the Great Canadian Birdathon, which takes place in May. What most people do for the Great Canadian Birdathon is just stake out a 24-hour period, do a bunch of birding. I've never been hugely into doing any kind of a-thon thing. Uh, it can be pretty exhausting and hard to clear a calendar for a whole 24-hour period. So what I am thinking of doing, and they, the rules uh, are fairly flexible. You can do whatever you like, more or less, uh, even if it's just a few hours or uh, take 24 hours and divide them up in some interesting way. And that's what I'm going to do is uh, up to uh, 24 hours of recordings in the month of May and turn, turn them into episodes of a season um, which will be uh, to be titled I don't know what to call it but I'm gonna see what I can do about mixing up locations a bit I'm limited in how much I can get around uh, depending on timing etc but uh, certainly it will cover southern Ontario pretty well I'll see if I can sneak back into British Peninsula and perhaps other parts of the province that may sound interesting during both migration times and the early and the early part of the breeding season. As always, feedback is appreciated. You can email songbirdingpod at gmail.com. So the rest of this episode will be um, a selection of promotional trailers for other podcasts that are also independently produced. Uh, there's no real thematic uh, tie between them all other than I've listened to these podcasts and enjoyed them and they vary from um, audio drama to traditional interview podcast and I hope amongst those you can find more interesting stuff to listen to uh, and help support independent podcasters like myself. friends, this is Ellen Weatherford. Do you like animals? Do you enjoy arbitrarily rating things out of 10? Can you tolerate puns? If so, join me and my husband Christian over at Just the Zoo of Us for a weekly review of your favorite animal species. Just the Zoo of Us is available on Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast apps. You can find us at anchor.fm slash just the zoo of us. See you soon. Bite Size Biographies is the podcast of life stories. I was born in Petaluma, California. I grew up in Detroit. I was born in Hong Kong. Born in Interior, BC, in Canada. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I just had a wild time in high school. I slipped out the back door. An hour later, she was arrested. I failed out of that school another three times. Poo and sex, those are interesting. I got expelled from school. The other big thing that happened was it damn near bankrupt me. 21 years old, making like $49,000. And he proposed to me. We ended up getting married. I patented the first digital fish scale. After I finished my PhD, join me as I converse with people about their lives by visiting bitesizebiographies.com or search Bite Size Biographies where you listen to podcasts. Everybody has a story, and not all of those stories are clear black and white issues even when we think they are. We wonder, how did this happen? 
Or what is that like? Or what happens next? Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at IWB Podcast. Welcome to the promo episode for Podcast Reviews Reviews Podcast, the podcast in which I review the reviews of my podcast. This is a promo, but it's also a full-length episode to show you kind of what the show's about and like. So if this is in your regular feed that you're hearing this, this is actually also going out to a bunch of other podcasts who are swapping promos in 60-second spots with me, so I put their promo on my podcast later. So this is a a promo-slash-episode to tell you what the show's about. If you already know, then thank you for listening and being a listener, but if you don't, uh, my show called Podcast Reviews Reviews Podcast is about reviewing people's reviews of my show, Podcast Reviews Reviews Podcast. I go to iTunes, and every time I I look at the reviews, I read and rate your reviews of my show um, about the podcast uh, I'm almost out of 60 seconds are up, so uh, check out my show in iTunes, rate and review it, Podcast Reviews Reviews Podcast, and we'll see you next week. This probably isn't really worth noting, but during my final radiation tests of the day, I saw a blip out in the opposite direction of Ra. It's a bright light with the pinpoint clarity of a star, but obviously it's not a star since it wasn't there yesterday or even a few hours ago. Also, it's moving. Charlotte's taking this new development with all the grace of a garbage fire. She barged in on her hydraulic arm while I was checking Ra's radiation emissions earlier and started reciting the entire Caldwell Enterprises emergency preparedness manual to me from start to finish. I took that to mean that she thinks the incoming light is a matter of some concern. I told her to be more optimistic, that it might not be coming directly toward us, that it could simply be a mirage, that she technically doesn't have a death to fear, but she just started reciting the manual all over again from the beginning. So I wedged a fallen tree branch up into the hydraulic tracks to block her from exiting the glass house. Season 1 of Girl in Space. Subscribe using your favorite podcast app or stream episodes at girlinspacepodcast.com. It's all here in space. Moonbase Theta Out, a new serial sci-fi podcast from Monkey Man Productions. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. We are now at 20 weeks before base shutdown. According to guidelines, the majority of our crew has gone into stasis to conserve resources. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 66%, ahead of schedule for the next rocket offload. Water is at 82% and stable. Rations and miscellaneous supplies are good. Tasks for the shutdown sequence include the ramping down of all mining, programming the radio telescopes for remote operation, closing down all active experiments, and saving off data. Experiments requiring special attention include Bristol, where the hedgehogs will need to transition to Earth's standard atmosphere, and decisions must be made regarding the mutated tardigrades from Project Growbear. All active crew will also take shifts monitoring the stasis pods, as we have already noted some variations in the reports. 
We'd like to request the full shutdown logs from bases Alpha through Eta to see if they experienced any of the same. Our link to the bases on the near side remains broken. I'd like to take an inspection tour of the microwave transmission towers. Michelle will not release the rover vehicle for my use without your signed approval, despite my numerous requests. Several crew members have asked if HR could forward an updated version of the Moonbase employee compensation and benefit package. Of particular interest was whether we retain unlimited decontamination coverage. Your reply to my previous message, rocket delay, border skirmishes affecting access to Alacantra launch pad, with no further explanation, has caused a rising level of dismay here. The crew has expressed universal gratitude for the renewed supply of snack items. We were down to a single square of dairy milk per day, per person. Now that's been up to half a bar, and I'm seeing a lot more smiles around the dining cubicle. All experiments are now marked as completed and all data logged. All extant subjects have been removed or placed in the laboratory stasis chambers. The only exception is the tardigrades. Emergency alert to all teams receiving this broadcast on Earth. We have identified a potential collision event, an astronomical object that we believe could impact planetside. There has been no response to my two most recent transmissions. This would indicate a communications issue of significant duration, and after consulting with security, maintenance, and the current science lead, I'm invoking Article 27, Base Emergency Communications Procedures. Personal message following to my husband. Please write back as soon as this is delivered. A few words are enough. I love you. Stay safe. Moonbase Theta, out. Moonbase Theta Out is a Monkey Man Productions podcast. You can find more information on our website, monkeymanproductions.com, or find us on Facebook or Twitter. Moonbase Theta Out is written by DJ Silvis and performed by Lehman Kessler. <laughs>